listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome to PetLifeRadio.com and Six Figure Dog Business. This is your host, Ty Brown of SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Now, this is the show where we help you start or grow your dog-related business to a healthy six-figure or more per year income. Now, today's guest is going to be sharing something that I know is going to cause some of you to take pause. He's an expert at email marketing, and his knowledge can put some extra money in your pocket. So stay with us, and we'll be right back with Mike Linville of Black Dog Education. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets. Struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, we're back. And so with us today, today's guest is Mike Linville. He's with Black Dog Education. So first off, Mike, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to what you have to say because what you have to say is I know a lot of people in our industry, when I'm talking about the pet industry, are not doing it. But before we get into some of this meat and potatoes, let's introduce you. Who are you? What's your business? You know, What's your experience? What kind of things do you guys work on? That type of stuff. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, so yeah, again, like you said, my name is Mike Linville. I have a company called Black Dog Education, and you know we are a web development and marketing firm. So we help companies that want to you know build their business, whether it's with email marketing, social marketing, whatever the case may be. We really like to spend a lot of time on email marketing because that's one of the areas that we've found people they don't really spend a lot of time doing it. And, you know, the nurture aspect of, you know, the, the relationship that email marketing can create is so important. So, you know, we really like to spend a lot of time in that arena. And, uh, you know, I like to think that we're pretty good at it, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Opinions vary. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, good. Uh, like I say, I, I've known uh, of a lot of businesses that have used you guys. And so you guys have a ton of street cred in the industry. So, now, I want to kind of enter the conversation that I know a lot of listeners are having in their head right now. They're saying something to the effect of, I hate getting emails trying to sell me stuff. You know, in their head, they're saying that they hate it or it doesn't work on them. So why would they ever want to do email marketing? Well, you know, email marketing, it's one of those places or one of those topics that it really kind of, there's a lot of different elements to it. And you just put the term email with it and people automatically think spam. They automatically think people trying to bombard them with sales messages and pitches and stuff like that. And, you know, it's really not that way because if you sit down and you really take a look at it, email is, it's a really effective 
communication, line of communication. And, you know, for everybody that's listening, you probably do get a lot of spam and you probably do get a lot of junk messages and people that are trying to push their sales messages or whatever their deal is to you. But you also probably have those newsletters that you really enjoy getting, you know, the ones that are providing value, the ones that are providing, you know, meaningful content for you and your business. So, you know, what it really boils down to in terms of how email marketing is going to be effective is it really boils down to content. You know, I mean, what kind of value are you bringing with your newsletter? Like if we've got somebody that just says, you know, hey, I want to do a series of email blasts that are going to sell my stuff. You know, typically I'll tell them no, because it's just not going to work. Right? You've got to be able to build the relationship with your customers before you start asking them for purchasing. Okay. And let me, uh, let me ask you this question. I'll put you a little bit on the spot, and so I don't need any specific <laughs> names or I don't need any specific numbers. But I want to encourage somebody to do this. And so if I want to take somebody and say, okay, I know you've never done email marketing, but I want you to do it. I know one thing that's going to help them do that is maybe hearing how it's helped another business. So, again, we don't need any names if, if you don't want to share any names, but can you give us a few ideas of what email marketing has done for a few of the clients you've worked with? Sure, sure. So one of the best things that that we really help people with in terms of their email marketing is really in terms of the nurture. So, you know, going out and getting the sale is one thing or going out and, and getting somebody on your list is one thing, but you would be amazed at the number of people that just stop right there or they get people on their list and then they maybe send out messages once a month or once every couple of months sporadically. And, and typically the messages that they send out sporadically are when they need an influx of cash. So it's pretty sales oriented and it, it just doesn't work. So what we like to do is we like to figure out, okay, how do we create that communication? So for example, if you had a customer that was sitting in front of you, what would that conversation look like? How is it that you can take your area of expertise and you can help that customer? Because I'm a, a big fan of, you know, even though I'm a former uh, military guy, I'm a big fan of helping and having conversation and, and talking to people. So, you know, let's say, for example, we've got a client that is selling a product. We're actually working on this right now. We're a client has this product that helps, it helps aging dogs. It, they're these little grips that fit on their toenails. So, you know, as dogs get older, they start to have some traction issues, especially if there's dysplasia and things of that nature. So this little product just fits over their toenails and it helps them get traction on the ground so they can stand up. And these things are, they're like 29 bucks and it's like a miracle, right? They get these dogs that are 10, 11, 12 years old that are having limited mobility and it gives them like another year's worth of mobility. And for, you know, somebody that's had a pet for 12 years, I mean, that's a family member. If you can see a family member get another year's worth of mobility and, and up and running and doing their thing, that's that's a fantastic deal. But mm-hmm. the problem was is they would make the sale and then that was it. And I was like, okay, well, do these things last forever? Well, no, they don't. They wear out because they're, they're kind of soft and they, they're there to perform you know, a gripping type of function. So I said, okay, well, how often do they last? Well, they typically last eight to 10 weeks. I said, okay, well, then how do you follow up with people to get that extra sale? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't. I was like, they were just hoping that the people would come back, say, I love yeah. it so much, I'm going to come back. Yeah, they were just hoping, but you got you to realize people are getting bombarded. I mean, people are busier now than ever, and they're getting less done, right? There's so much stuff coming at them. So what we did was we set up a campaign, and we said, okay, well, if on average these things last eight to ten weeks, why don't we send out a message every couple of months – and, you know, it'll be like a mini campaign. So we'll check in and we'll see how they're doing. Want to make sure if there's any questions, any concerns, anything else like that. As long as everything is going okay, we'll send them something else that says, hey, here's a good story 
an example or a testimonial of somebody else that's using this product. So that way it gives them a little bit of social proof in addition to the, you know, success that they're having. It gives them some social proof. And then, you know, a third message that goes out a couple of days later that says, hey, you know, it might be time for you to, to renew. Here's a coupon. You know, here's 10% off. Why don't you come on back and order again for Fido? So just by doing something like that, and the great part is, is we can use email automation software so that that message goes out to every client every two months. And as long as the dog is is still alive and the toe grips are still working, this is generating sales. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And so, I mean, because we know in marketing that it takes X amount of dollars to create that first sale. Yeah. And so if we leave it there, I mean, that's a lot of money on the table if we're not, you know, as a dog trainer, not getting them to come back for more training or more grooming if you're a groomer. And so you guys have used it a lot to create additional sales on top of the first sale is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the deal. I mean, just going back to, to business 101, right? It's like there's three ways to grow a business. You can either get more people, get more customers. You can either sell more often to your customers or you can sell your customers more stuff. You know, getting a new lead is six times more expensive than it is to market to existing leads. These are people that know you. And you know, as long as you don't suck, right? I mean, as long as your product or your service is good, these people are going to want to do more business with you. Sometimes they just don't think about it. So, you know, what we can do is we use lead nurturing or sales nurturing to kind of, you know, put ourselves in front of them when they're ready to make another purchase. Awesome. And so let's say, you know, someone's listening to this and they're starting to become a little bit converted. They're like, all right, Mike knows what he's talking about. I do need to be emailing Mike. (laughs) I got him snowed. (laughs) We got him. And so they they just said, okay, maybe I should start to think about doing this. What's a tool that you guys use? Because obviously, you know, you can't be getting into your Gmail account and and like going every single customer and doing this and that. Because you Mm -hmm. talked about an automated system. You know, what's an automated system? How does that work? Well, there's different systems that you can use, and a lot of them are they vary based on budget. So, if somebody was just getting started, they can use email systems like Aweber or Constant Contact or iContact, Mailchimp. There's a ton of them that are out there that are relatively inexpensive. They make it really easy for you to put a sign up box or something like that on your website so that people can start to to sign up for your list. And I mean, you can, you know, use uh, a relatively simple download. Here's the top five questions that people want to know, something like that, to, you know, incentivize people to sign up. Beyond that, you know, you can go with something like an Infusionsoft. That's the one that we use. And, and what Infusionsoft is, is it's actually a built-in system that has CRM, so your, your contact management. Mm-hmm. It also has e-commerce and it also has email marketing. And the reason why we use that is because it can share the data. Now, the problem with going with a lot of these little one-off systems like Aweber and Constant Contact is that it's hard to, to share data between different systems. So if you use, for example, Salesforce or Act for your contact management, and then you use Constant Contact for your email, it's hard to know what people clicked on this or what were they interested in. So trying to get those systems to talk to each other is a little more clunky. So what ends up happening is you'll end up sending out the same messages to everybody. And that's ultimately not the best way to go. By going with something like Infusionsoft, what we can do is we tag each one of our messages that goes out. So when I send out a newsletter, for example, for Black Dog Education, I may send out one article based on security, one article that's a how-to, one article that is you know, maybe something to do with content marketing or something to that effect. And what I can do is I can keep track of who clicked on each one of those elements. So not only do I have my list, but I also have my list and I can say, oh, well, you know, Johnny was interested in content marketing. And I can see that over the last three months, he's clicked on four links. Let me send him something specific to content marketing. 
And when you can start to get that level of segmentation or that, you know, that granular with your list, people, they come out of the woodwork. They think you're like some sort of a mind reader or something because they just, they don't understand it. They don't know how you got the information, but all they know is that they're interested in content marketing. And then you send them out something that's absolutely specifically targeted at them. And we all know with marketing, the more specific and the more targeted you can be to the user's desires and needs, the better your chance of conversion is. You know, and that's huge. And I'll attest to exactly what you just said. We've been looking at Infusionsoft at my company for the exact reason that you're mentioning. We currently use aweber.com and we use oneshoppingcart.com. And you're right, <laughs> getting them to work together, it's a bit of a nightmare. And so I hire programmers to do this and I hire programmers to do that. And what we end up with is something that probably would be a whole lot easier if we just got Infusionsoft. And so, but the bottom line, what you're saying is, you know, maybe somebody that's starting off, they don't need something as big and as bulky as an Infusionsoft, but, you know, look at MailChimp or look at AWeb or something like that just to start making this list. Now, let me ask you a follow-up question there because you mentioned putting something on their website. Now, when I'm consulting with clients, that's one of the first things I, I want them to do is get you know some sort of form on their website. Where do you like to put that form offering something so that people will enter their information? Typically, I'll put it homepage someplace close to the top right corner. So, you know, a lot of the newer designs right now, we're using a lot of like large homepage sliders or large graphics. I'll usually put it on the right side of the page just under that. Something that's going to grab people's attention, but something that's going to be above the fold of the page. And then what I'll also do is, you know, a lot of the stuff that we see going on now is all, you know, a lot of WordPress based sites, things of that nature where, you know, they've got sidebars that are carried throughout the site. We'll also put them in there. You know, the the thing is, is with web users, and this is just based on experience over the last 15 years of building sites and, and tracking what people are doing is that no matter how beautiful the site looks, no matter how easy the navigation is, if you don't tell people what you want them to do, they're not going to seek it out. They may not even know that you have a newsletter sign-up box that's down in the bottom. You've got to put put their eye on it. You know, even with WordPress, sometimes we'll play with things like pop-up windows. And I know that, you know, people, they've got a weird feeling about email. They even have a weirder feeling about pop-up windows, but they convert. If it works, you don't argue with what's working, I guess, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, and the, the big thing is going to be just making sure that people know that it's there and that it's an option. You know, something as simple as modifying an email subject line. I, when I first started realizing how many emails I send out per month, I was like, let me just modify my signature line and say, hey, you know, sign up today, you know, for free for tips, tricks, and, you know, something else with a link to my sign up page. And we started getting signups. So when you put these things out there, you put them out in social media every once in a while, you just start letting people know that that's an option. And so the dog trainer, the dog groomer, the pet sitter, the dog walker that's listening to this right now mm -hmm. saying, okay, I need to be doing email marketing. I need to get my AWeber MailChimp. I need to get my box on my website. What are you going to tell them as far as how often they should be mailing to their people, you know, to their to their prospects mm -hmm. or their customers for that matter? How often and what? You know, what should they be emailing these folks? Well, let's take uh, let's take a dog trainer for example. So, what I would do is if I was working with a dog trainer, there's a couple of things that we need to talk about here. The first thing is how are we going to get the email? Because I see a lot of people that just have a box that says sign up for my newsletter and as cool as we like to think that we are, people are getting hammered with spam. So unless you give them an incentive, a reason why they want to be able to sign up, 
and receive emails from you because they don't know how often you're going to send. They don't know what they're going to be like. They're kind of going out on faith just based on their relationship with you. And if you don't already have an existing relationship that's solid, you know, they don't really know what they're going to get. So the first thing I would do is I'd say, let's talk about lead generation. And if I was a trainer, it's something simple like what's the most common problem that people are experiencing? You know, maybe it's that your dog is people's dogs are, you know, messing in the house or maybe it's the fact that people's dogs are barking like crazy when the doorbell rings or whatever the common thing is that they get. So what I would do is I would put together just a tiny little ebook that solves that problem. Mm -hmm. Here's seven tips to get your dog to stop barking. And just give away that information. See, I'm one of those people that I believe kind of in abundance. And I think that when people hire me, it's not just because of something that I've shown them. It's because they feel like we're good at what we do. We're cutting edge. If it's something that we're showing you now, we also have 58 other tricks that you could use in the future. So, you know, it's not like you're giving away the shop, so to speak. But teach people something because if you can teach somebody something – and actually have it work and be valuable content, now they're going to love you. They may not be ready to buy from you, but they're going to love the fact that you taught them something and that you helped them out. So it's kind of, there's going to be a certain amount of that law of reciprocity. Like you've done them a favor. Now they're going to kind of do you a favor. So when it comes time to to purchase or time to you know get a hold of their uh, ill-mannered dog, they're going to know where to come. So the first thing is you talk lead generation, something like that, real quick ebook, super simple to put together. They don't even have to be incredibly beautiful. You don't have to do like Illustrator. You can go to Odesk and have somebody you know create a nice cover for you for 10, 15 bucks and call it a day. But then in terms of how often do you mail to them, I guess a lot of that really depends on what kind of content you want to be able to send out. I don't think that you can go out every week. Honestly, I, I just think that people get inundated too much. You know, I would probably say start with a monthly newsletter type of an email distribution, have a mix of the content and really see what people are are liking, see what kind of comments you're getting. Maybe go out with a special coupon, maybe go out with a a how-to article. This is how to do something real quick, just something like this is how to teach your dog to lay down. This is how to whatever. And then maybe just a, a general kind of interest story. Something that just puts a bit of a human touch on it. Again, you know, email marketing, email by itself is kind of an impersonal medium. The, the web itself is. It's, you know, you're staring at a screen. So we want to try to be able to put as much of our personality into this as possible. And, and if it's like, you know, hey, look, I like tattoos and rock and roll. So, you know, put something about tattoos and rock and roll. It doesn't have to be all there, but that's going to give people a little bit of an understanding about who you are. And in the grand scheme of things, I think that at the end of the day, we should be looking at who is our best customer, not just who is any customer, because not all customers are created equal. We want to try to attract the ones that are going to be the best fit for us. Excellent. Excellent. And so this is beautiful information because you're right. You know, I think the lists that I get tired of are the ones where people are emailing me all the time, buy this, buy this, buy this. But like you're mentioning, if we can email them stuff that it actually, you know, it's either interesting or humorous or improves their life or adds value to what they're doing, you know, there's no reason why somebody's going to get angry. I mean, I'm sure, you know, someone's always going to get angry. People like to get angry. But, you know, overall, people are going to (laughs) be, you know, okay with getting your email. The way that I like to look at it, and and this is just kind of a a way for me to think about it, is whenever I ask somebody to do something, if I'm going to ask them to purchase a product, if I'm going to ask them to sign up for a newsletter, I like to think about it as a cup. So every time I ask them for something, I empty the cup, and then now what I need to do is I need to start filling that cup back up with goodwill, and I'm not going to ask them for anything else until I get that cup filled up. So if I ask them for something, 
I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I send them out five or six or seven pieces of information that are cool, interesting, just, you know, non-sales stuff, you know, and then, then maybe, then maybe it's time to ask them for something again. But yeah, you're right. If you just try to go out and, and email blast after email blast and just try to sell stuff, you're going to find that your list is not responsive. You're going to find that people are going to unsubscribe from your list quicker than anything else. And it's just not going to work for you. I like that. I mean, I like that analogy of the cup. That's awesome. So what I want to do is I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, Mike's going to put some money in my pocket because I'm not as good at email marketing as I should be. So Mike's going to help me get better. So stay right with us. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson, music to your ears. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, and we're back, and we're with Mike Linville of Black Dog Education. We're talking email marketing here about how to be non-intrusive, about how to actually build a list, and how to use that to sell more get a higher rate of return on our prospects and things like that. So what I want to tell Mike now is about how I'm email marketing, because like I say, we're not doing it as well as we could. You know, we're not getting the return on investment that we could be. And so I'm not looking at my numbers right now, Mike, but I'll give you just some basic details. Mm-hmm. I've got a list of about 15, 17,000 dog owners. This is from all over the world. 
you know, some of them have got on my list on one of my websites for, uh, you know, DVD products and things like that. And some of them have got on my list for our local Utah business for, uh, you know, for dog training and whatnot. And so, like I said, we've got this huge list, but it's not as responsive as it should be. I'm still able to make money out of it. You know, I send out emails and we sell DVDs and we sell training, but I know there's a different level that I could be that I could be getting from my email marketing that I'm just not. And so that's probably not enough information to, for you to help uh, understand how to help me. But what would your first question be to me in order to help me understand what I need to do better? Well, ultimately, I mean, if we hadn't had this conversation before, my first question would be, what are you doing to segment that list? Because again, you know, we don't want to send the same message out. You've got people that are in a broad spectrum in terms of how they're they're interacting with you. You've got mm-hmm. some people that are purchasing services, some people that have already purchased products, some people that have just shown interest, whether they've downloaded some sort of a little pink spoon or some sort of a little freebie, but they haven't quite converted yet. So the first question that I would have is, how are we segmenting that list? And do you have the ability to send separate messages? Then I would probably go into a 30-minute diatribe about how awesome Infusionsoft is and how you need to get on that like three months ago. Gotcha. Because then you can set those lists up. Because the, the interesting thing is, is that for your local business, the messaging for that is going to be totally different than somebody that's purchased a DVD system from you, right? So exactly. if somebody's already purchased a DVD system from you, I don't know what your product looks like, but I mean, it's a typical Ascension model where you have one DVD and then maybe that leads into another DVD and maybe that leads into a coaching program or maybe there's associated products that they may be interested in. Now, have you gone out and done anything like, have you asked people for testimonials based yeah, on your products? Yeah, we, we've got quite a few testimonials. Uh, we got some really killer ones, as a matter of fact, yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, one of the things that I really like to do for people, and again, I like to play with their existing customer base. I mean, we can go out and set up campaigns that will uh, generate new leads, but that's usually something different. Usually when we're talking about email marketing, we're talking about existing customers and how we can make the most out of them. And, you know, not to be harsh, but how we can get them to pay us more money. So the first thing is, is figure out where people are at. What have they shown interest in? What have they purchased? So, you know, when we know where they're at and and what the next step in the process is, then it makes it easier because the conversation for the DVD piece is, like I said, it's going to be different than that for your local business. You know, for the DVD piece, like just for example, one of the products, what does a DVD look like? Is it a single disc? Is it a multiple set? Most of them are two to three DVDs. All, you know, one of our products for fixing aggression is like 10 DVDs plus some workbooks. But yeah, so two to three DVDs uh, typically with a workbook. So what, what's the follow-up look like? So if I go in there and I purchase that product today, what am I going to get once I get the product? You'll get the product mailed to you, and then you'll get uh, access to a membership portion of our website, which mm-hmm. now that you're saying this, is I realize this is where I'm screwing up because on my membership portion, I'm encouraging them to interact with us and whatnot, but I don't really have much follow-up on the email end. I don't really afterwards say, hey, how are things going? Hey, do you, you, know, you got that puppy program. Do you want to get the basic obedience now? Or you got the advanced program. Do you want to get the aggression product now? I don't really have a follow-up uh, that's very good after the fact. I mean, I think I have it in my autoresponder that they'll be emailed two or three times after they bought something just to kind of check in. But I don't really uh, I don't really keep emailing them very much after that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I would set up. And the great part about Infusionsoft, I don't know how far down that process you've gone, is that you can set these things up. And for me, I'm a visual person. Like if you saw the inside of my office, I've got 
poster boards and I've got about 60 feet of whiteboard in my office and I draw and I mark and I do all this other stuff. So I can look at this and I can say, okay, this is what the process is going to look like. And the cool part is, is for you, once somebody's already purchased a DVD, you don't have to worry about getting back into sales mode. So, you know, you can create a whole campaign that is just following up with them. Hey, wanted to make sure that you got the products. Hey, I wanted to make sure that, you know, if you had any questions about this, you know, here are some of the common problems that people have in DVD three and just, you know, spend that time basically filling up that glass of, mm-hmm. of coolness with these people so that that way, when it does come time, when they should be done with the product or they should be done with, you know, with the DVD, give them a reasonable amount of time. Then you can go ahead and you can start asking them for, so hold on, how did you like it? You know, send them over to a customer satisfaction survey so that you can get some feedback in terms of making the product better. Or, you know, if they are happy with the product, then you can go ahead and trigger off, well, you know, hey, how about uh, referrals? Do you know anybody that you that might be interested in this? So you can set up an entire process that based on, you know, their reactions to the DVD so that you can make the product better and then ultimately find out what they want next. You know, this is beautiful. I hope what people are getting out of this is just the scientific manner in which you go about this because what you're doing is you're saying, okay, right now this is getting us X amount of dollars. You know, the way that we email, the way that we do this is making us X amount of money. Let's tweak this. You know, let's add an email. Let's tweak our headline. Let's see what that does for making us more money or less money or whatever. So many times I think us business owners, you know, we just do crapshoot marketing like, oh, let me try this. You know, let me try that. And then there's no measurement. There's no there's no accountability. And so as a result, you know, we never go back to what works and we never abandon what's not working because we don't know what's working the best. But from everything that I'm hearing from you is is leading me to, this, you know, this conclusion that with email, you can track, you can measure, you can really know what's working so that you can do more of the good and you can do less of the bad. Am I, am I getting that right? Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about measurement. You know, I, I've got an engineering background, so, you know, I'm a, a big data nerd guy from way back. And I think that anytime you do anything, it should be measured. I mean, whether it's with Google Analytics, whether you're using the internal tracking that goes on with Infusionsoft, AWeber, I mean, they all have these statistics that are available. And, and most people just don't use it. I mean, we should absolutely be able to use it because you can tell where in your process are people unsubscribing. You know, then you know, okay, well, maybe I need to take on that message. Maybe, you know, maybe I tried a joke that wasn't funny or, yeah. you know, uh, maybe I'm, I'm emailing too often. If you, if you see that you're getting people dropping off your list, maybe it's coming out too often. You know, the other thing for you too, Ty, I was just thinking about this. One of the things that I would probably do is I would, in order to try to reactivate that list, maybe send out a survey or something like that and see what kind of information we can get from your list because these people are going to like you you know you guys put together good stuff you know you can use that list as an opportunity also to get market research right because i mean another way to easily make money in business is talk to people find out what they want and then give it to them if you're a dog walker for example and you've got even if you have 100 people that are on your list 100 clients if you were to send something and you were to be able to have conversations with 100 people and you could do this via a survey and find out well, what else can i do to make your you know to make this service better what else would you be interested in? You know, the data that you get back is invaluable because what's going to happen is you're going to get a lot of different responses, but you're probably going to find one or two things that a lot of people are really interested in. And then all you've got to do is add that to your service. You're going to be there anyway. You know, maybe people want to have their plants watered. Maybe they want to have their mail checked if they're out of town or something like that. Whatever that service is, that little add-on that you can add. You know, bring the value because one of the problems that I see, because we work with a lot of pet sitters and stuff like that, is a common complaint is 
pet sitters say, well, how can I compete with the high school kid down the street that's willing to do it for $5 when I charge 30 or whatever the case is? And my answer to that is just that they haven't done a good enough job of displaying their value, mm-hmm. right? Because the fact of the matter is, is if you've got somebody that's licensed and they're bonded and they're CPR certified, they're different than a high school kid, but they haven't done a good job of, of putting that out there. Using email marketing is a good way to separate yourself from the competition because if people don't know that you're different from your competition, then it's commoditized. Then all they're going to do is beat you up on price. If you mm-hmm. can start to nurture those leads, and again, this is something that I see a lot with, with pet sitters, dog walkers, is differentiate yourself. Email marketing is a great way to do that because you can get your voice out there, but you can also display your expertise. You know, uh, we need to finish up here, but I wanted to just highlight one thing that you said because to me, it's just pure leverage, you know, leveraging what you already have. You know, let's say you you do have those hundred people on your list and you do survey them and, you know, maybe uh, 20 of them say, you know what, I could use this extra service. And maybe actually 10 of them took you up on it when you offer that extra service. And, you know, maybe it's five hundred, you know, 50 bucks or a hundred bucks extra per month. 10 people taking you up on that, that's 500 or or $1,000 extra. You know, you look at that over the course of a year, you know, that's uh, $6,000, $12,000 over the course of a year from that survey. Now, I'm just throwing out numbers. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. But, you know, yeah. look at what one little survey can do because you've got this group that you can communicate to, boom, like that, you know, with one email, with one survey, with, uh, with one follow-up or whatever. You could be mining, you know, this group of people, prospects and clients for additional revenue that wasn't going to be there unless you were using this medium. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, no, no worries. You know, and like I say, the thing with, with email and what I really like to do is, you know, if somebody comes in and they say, look, I want to sell some more stuff with email. I'm like, great. That's cool. We're totally going to do that. But before we do that, and, and it's not just email marketing, right? It's any kind of any kind of marketing, anything, whether it's social, whether you want to do some blogging, some content marketing, writing articles, you know, you really just have to kind of take a step back and look at who's my customer or who's my ultimate customer, because, you know, there's a lot of people that could probably use your service and you may not want to do business with all of them, but find out who is your ultimate customer and how can you help that person the best mm-hmm. and then do it. It's simple, mm-hmm. but it's hard right. to do. <laughs> it's it's simple. It's just not easy. Um, exactly. Well, excellent. So if we've got some folks on the call that want to find out what you do, how can they find you? Yeah, just go to the website, you know, blackdogeducation.com. There is, you know, I don't know, three, 400 blog posts. We've got videos out there. We've got free eBooks that people can download, you know, or they can check us out on, uh, on Facebook as well at facebook.com slash, I think it's Black Dog Education. We're pretty easy to find. Excellent. Mike, thank you so much for being on the call. Thank you for those folks who are listening. Make sure to come back often to PetLifeRadio.com and click on Six Figure Dog Business to hear all of our episodes. Talk to you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.